The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head. I don't care what the scoreboard says. At the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. I'll make it. You don't do that to a man. He's got a million dollar idea right here. Billion dollar idea. Even better, let him flow. Okay. Well, there's nothing like a cold one after a long day, huh? Here's to feeling good all the time. And now, from the 908 studio, this is Shoot Your Shot. Brought to you by 908s, where life is great. Welcome back to the show. Shoot Your Shot, hustle to the chosen one. John goes to the boss man, John. Boy, do you look rested, my friend. Oh, man. How was it out there, eh? Well. Your lifelong dream to go to the Derby. It was amazing. It was. Here's how I'm going to put it, Paul. Go ahead. It would have been the best day of my life if I'd ever hit a if I hit a bet. Yeah. Well, we hit our we hit our bet. We we hit our bet. The only bet I hit came from Paul. Yeah. And I I don't know where you got that. Was that from Sage? No, no, no. I just I have winners, John. When I have yeah. winners, I have you winners. You heard it from what was it? Joe Jost? Were they talking? I just you know I do a little bit of research. I look at you know different sources, different yeah. sources. If my sources are all saying the same thing, John. That's a winner. Yeah. So, you know, I hit, I went with it and it's made a lot of money I, on that. It's the only bet I hit all day. We made a lot of money on that, didn't we? Uh, Yeah, it wasn't too bad. So, that was that race. That was the race before the Derby. That was the race before the yeah. Derby. The Turf Classic. The turf Classic. What was our horse's name? I forget. Ride, ride With Me or something? <laughs> I don't know. It took me... It, something Well, like you that. texted me that and you have to realize that I was already at the Derby three hours. I was already drunk. Right. Yeah, I figured. I was like, what's going on with this? I, I don't understand this text at all. But it was the horse name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, some whatever the horse's name was to win, bet it. Yeah. And, uh, and I did. I just texted that to you, and I texted that to our friend Adoni. Adoni was out in London, and he was like, bet that for me, and whatever you bet, double it, and let's make some money. I won. We won as a group. We all won. And uh, there we were. But, I mean. I want to see what you said. You've, you've always wanted, you've always wanted to go out there for the Derby, and I want to know, did it meet your expectations? Uh, when you Did you have a mint julep while you were there? Like, I want to know, like, kind of the whole the thing The whole here. deal. I want this to be about you because I was excited. Yeah. And I know you were excited. And, can I be honest? Yeah. You looked really good. Thank you. I mean, holy shit, bud. Uh, yeah. It's the, it's the most I've ever dressed up. Yeah. I mean, other than like a tux. Right. But tux is, you know. Doesn't count, though. Doesn't count. And yeah. they're all black. And, you know, th- yeah. like this was flashy. Yeah. And uh, thank you. I got quite a few compliments. Uh, Jennifer, my fiance with the hat, got literally t- pulled over by more, I think, the most out of anyone in the Derby. She had the best hat. Did you guys get on TV? I was watching for you. I don't th- I don't know if we got on TV because we uh, we weren't in the best seats for that. Like I don't Well, first of all, we we saw we sat in two different seats. We had our seats on the bleachers which we might have gotten on TV. Okay. We were there all morning and that's the ones we paid for. They're pretty dope. But then we walked all the way to the other side of the track uh, which was a really cool view of like the whole Churchill Downs, but mm. but not as much like in on the race, and because uh, we were sitting with my cousins up there, so we we saw it from two perspectives. I don't think the cameras were pointing to that. It was the new section. It was toughing on the cameras, but Jennifer got probably on a hundred phones 
Like everyone we walked by wanted to take a picture of her. Really? And I got a few compliments too. That, you know, that's good. But her hat was was a big part of the day. So that was very cool because like this was not happening to everybody. Because the thing is, the women's fashion is a big part of it, as you know. Mm-hmm. The hat, the big hat. And a lot of these women these days are, are copping out. They're going small, huh? They go the fascinator, the small little hat. You know, it's still fancy. I don't like that. Well, that's this generation it's now. Just, it's, it's this cop-out generation, Paul. We went big or we went home. Yeah. You know, we didn't go home. Yeah, good. So we went pretty big. Uh, the day was incredible. Uh so what's a day look like over there at the track? You, you got to get there pretty so early because people might not know this, but there are multiple races at Churchill Downs before all day the long. Derby, no? All day long. Yeah. And those multiple races are so, f- the, the early races are so fun because like, I we probably, we finally got settled in probably around, because okay, you, you get there, the first hour and a half is like, just kind of like walking around. There's like all these different places to take pictures. We took like you got to wait in line, but there's like 20 different things you could wait in line for. We got a picture in front of the Secretariat statue, mm. 50 year anniversary yeah. of Secretariat's win, as you know. Yeah. So we we did that. I mean, they talked about it a thousand times on the broadcast. Oh, did they? So yeah. Went to the uh, went to the gift shop, just checked out the the thing, and then by the time we settled in, it was probably race three, and then from race four on, it's the early races are so fun because no one knows anything about them. And you just put like two, like we had two bucks on every race. Yeah. Won a few of them. Well, Jennifer won. Well, if you do put two bucks on a race, say, you know, like an exacto or something like yeah. that, and you hit that, you end up making like 50 bucks on it. Like maybe sometimes. Maybe sometimes. Yeah. Maybe sometimes. Uh, we were just doing like to place or to show yeah. something like that. Easy. Yeah. Get our feet wet. Uh, being there, everyone's so happy, first of all. You have to be. Everyone's in a great mood. Unlimited food and drinks. This is the first year they've ever done that. All alcohol, all food, everything was free and unlimited included in your ticket. No way. So Wait, you didn't have to pay for anything? Nothing. Tips. Holy shit. I didn't know that. We didn't we didn't know it going in. We had no idea. It was the and and no no one in my family who's been new because it was the first year they did it. Why was this the first year? They knew I, this was your year, eh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean it's so smart. Like I think the tickets were more expensive. Right. But like it makes everything so easy because there's no like like you don't have to deal with credit cards yeah. and waiting in line. Like you just go up and get it. Like all the lines are short. That is amazing. People are walking around, like the vendors walking around. They, just take a drink, dude. I mean, more stadiums should look into that. It's it's genius. Build it into your ticket. Build it in your ticket. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think it especially works at that event because you are a a complete anomaly if you're not drinking. Yeah, yeah. Like I baseball game, you know half the people there probably aren't drinking. True. But like I didn't think about this. Are kids even allowed to the derby? I don't think I saw one kid. I don't think they are. I cuz I never this is see the first time I'm thinking about that. I never see kids over there. So maybe uh, No, but you see, well, that might be like the horse, horse, the owners and stuff. Like I'm you sure there's them. some exceptions. But like all and then also like there's so many seats that are like crazy expensive boxes that I'm sure that you can do whatever you want. Right. But like in the general admission area, yeah, there were definitely no kids. But I I mean, if you're a parent and you've wanted to go to the Derby your whole life yeah. and, you know, it's a shit ton of money to get a ticket, like you're not going to buy an extra ticket for no. your like six-year-old who, no, you're you not. know. 
And if you are, you're expensive enough to be up in a box. Yeah. I mean, you're rich enough to true, be up true, in a box. True, 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 true. So, uh, yeah, unlimited drinks. What kind of food did they have over there? It was like like fair food, I would say. Just okay. like hot dogs, like but all sorts of stuff. Yeah. They had like probably 30 options. But here's the thing. We didn't know this. And the old school way to do it is you're allowed to bring in a box lunch. And so we thought we were saving all this money because like until this year, everything cost money. And like the smart thing to do was bring your own lunch so that you didn't have to pay like 60 bucks for your lunch. So we actually brought our own lunch. So we 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 lost money on that. Oh, I see. Like we we bought, we brought in deli sandwiches for 20 yeah, bucks. But you had to pay for those deli sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Because we were we were playing the odds on 20 versus 60, yeah. but it's 20 versus 0. Yeah. But it's okay cuz those deli sandwiches were great. So we were we were feeling good deli sandwiches, you know, drinking white wine cuz it was early. We started drinking at like 11. Yeah, I respected that. You sent me a picture early and you guys were crushing that uh that wine. We were uh we were pretty tame. But like drink a ton, but we were there for like ten hours. Yeah. So we never got too drunk. Uh I did wait till right before the derby to have a mint julep. I What's I that can't. about? I don't like mint julep. I don't like bourbon. Yeah, that's true. And I'm glad I did because the minute I drink it, I feel terrible. I think the only bad part about my day was I didn't have one a year. Well I mean I will say though them at in at Churchill Downs probably don't make it as good as you though. I think I think I make it better because I don't put as much bourbon in, in it. Like they're giving you your money's worth, and I'm when I make it, I can judge on who's drinking it. You know, if if it's someone I know drinks bourbon, I'll give them their money's worth. Yeah. If it's me or a girl, <laughs> or maybe you, <laughs> hey, <I'll>, whoa. <laughs> then I'll I'll just put a dash a yeah. dash of bourbon. Yeah. So it's a little bit more minty. You you like to make it more refreshing instead of. Get yeah. more of getting the job done type yeah, of thing. Yeah, we're not trying to get the job done. Yeah. We got other things to get the job done. Good point. Good point. So, like, like red wine. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did have a did have a julep. Um, and just, it's just an incredible experience. You're, you're there. We were just into like the betting. Like that's what. I do like that. You're just talking about the horses for every race and like people around you. Uh a ton of people are betting on on the apps like you said you had. Yeah. Uh but we were going to the betting lines. I like the ticket. Which made it really fun. Yeah. And so because you're talking to people in the line, you're getting the ticket, you're you're like uh I would have so we bet three times and I'd have all my bets written down. I'd say like, okay, five on eight and race thirteen for this. Like and you just read them all out loud. They're punching it in, they're ripping up tickets. It's awesome. Um Got a few wins early. I don't know what else. It, it was just incredible. It's like everyone's talking to each other, being happy, and then a race starts and everyone's zoned in. And then you're cheering like crazy. And the whole stadium erupts. Every It doesn't matter who wins. whole stadium erupts. Everyone's so pumped. And then you get back to celebrating, and then it's like a 30-minute cycle, and then everyone does it again. And everyone's so involved. Uh, no one's on their – like people are taking photos like crazy, but no one's on their phones. You're all you're all in there on the racetrack. It's great. Well, I know it's epic because, like, some of the best days of my life have just been at Lost Out Racetrack, just like, yep. chilling with some yep. of the degenerates out there. Yeah, you know, and like this has got to be that, but on steroids, right. like a thousand times better. Which is, it's the awesome. It's it's kind of like we've talked about Wrigley or some of these places where like the energy is is incredible, and like. 
the fact that every 45 minutes, let's say for, for eight hours straight, there's this massive eruption of energy and everyone talking and every, and then you get back and Oh, we got to do the next race. And it's just so fun. Did you meet anybody or did you see anybody super famous? Who's uh, the most famous person you saw? We didn't, we didn't see anyone famous, but we, we were like, if you're famous, I, they have like all these accommodations for famous people that I think they have their own little like entrance. So and, that's all blocked off for like the I'm general. Pretty sure. Okay. Like, cause, cause like all that we were on the first level and there's like four levels. Okay. So like if you're famous, you're at least on level two. Okay. Right. So like what's the, we what, met some what? epic guys from, uh, what is it called? Long Island. Great accents over there. Really? Yeah. The what's it called when you're at the top floor of the hotel? Mm. The executive suite? Yeah. Is that it? No. No. Presidential suite? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about yeah. though. Like, yeah, the higher you go, the more money you have. Right. Which, you know. But like also, like, if you're there's so many people there. Jennifer got stopped, like I said, probably a hundred times. If you're a celebrity, yeah, like so even true. if you're not even that, even if you're not a rich celebrity, you don't want any business being down so there true with everyone else. So true. It's just like the whole thing's a spectacle. If you're a celebrity, of course, everyone's gonna come take pictures of you and like crowd you and all that stuff. So that's so true. I'm jealous. I, you know what? I'm glad you crushed it. I mean, you but did. There, there's a red carpet, and I don't, I never saw a red carpet. Oh, I see. But they were like showing the video of it. Of like they were interviewing different celebrities as they walked in, so I think they have their own entrance. People coming in, like, yeah, they come in and they take their photos, just like yeah. it was like a music awards. Yeah, or they something. do exactly. Yeah. That. So, I saw I saw Patrick Mahomes there. There's a lot of people. There's there. a lot of people yeah. there. It's a big big place, huh? Massive. Yeah. Hundred fifty thousand. I people. saw that. That's crazy. So crazy. I never. I didn't think it was that big. There's so event. many people there, uh, which leads me to the. By far the worst part is huh. getting out of there. Oh my god! Yeah, I, yeah, because I texted you. It was like a three-hour walk. <laughs> really? I mean, that's what we chose to do. Like, you ended up walking out, eh? It was like that, or probably go. There was an Uber lot, which you I, we had to walk like forty-five minutes to just get to that, and that didn't seem promising. We would rather walk than like wait there for. Like we walked way out of the stadium till we like on the outskirts. That's we, how stagecoach like, is. Found a taxi. That's how stagecoach is. That makes sense. Horses yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's all <laughs> it's all coming together. Uh, yeah, you got to walk to another lot and then you got to wait freaking an hour. And that seemed that that just which isn't right. that's yeah. not worth it, right? I mean, you have one hundred fifty thousand people trying to get out of the same little spot. Like, come on. And you were all over the United States, though, right? All, Before Kentucky, you went to, where? Where else did you go? I forget. Flew into St. Louis, straight from Long Beach, Missouri. Missouri, uh, St. Louis, great little town. Yeah, uh, saw a little Shohei Otani at the uh, Cardinal game. That was pretty cool. That's our guy. That's our guy. Yeah. Uh, but oh my gosh, Budweiser! How did it feel to have a nice, cold, Bud heavy? As you know, the strongest beer. <laughs> In the United States. It was the best beer I've ever had. In St. Louis. That's got to no, be. Not in St. Louis, but they give you a beer fresh during the tour. Like, oh, 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 oh. I can't describe to you. It was the best beer I've ever had. Wait, so you went to the Budweiser 
tour. Tour. Yeah. Oh, that's we went, cool. Like we went to the factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And we took the tour and like, like the Budweiser. We also had Budweiser at the end of the tour, and it was not as good as this. But like, they give you this fresh one. Oh my god! Like right out of the barrel. I don't know what it was. It, like, or maybe it's because like you're in kind of a cold room that smells like beer already, and then you're drinking that. But yeah, it's fresh. It's like fresh keg, like right after. And that it's was done. the best ever, eh? It was, I think it was the best beer I ever had. I've only been to the Coors one, and I remember that beer being pretty good too. At the end of your yeah of your trip, yeah. So there's something about it. There's I something get. about it. It's like homemade cooking, you know. But we had the like at the end of the tour, they give you another one, and it was not just, as good okay. as that one during, like the one during that's like right next to where they like finish the process, and then they just pour it for you. Oh my god! So it's as fresh as you can get. It's like what they did probably the first time they made it. They're like, "Well, here we go. This is done." I love. And that. And you know, Anheuser Busch, he never had a non-fresh beer. No, oh, yeah, you're right. He didn't taste his own shipped beer. That's so true. It's That's what good. we should start doing is Fr- getting, in the, getting in the beer brands. <laughs> well, but I don't want to be some of these like hipster no brewers. You no. know, I want to be like mainstream. Yeah. That was his whole goal. They they set out to be the first national beer brand. And were they? Yeah. Yeah. Never had any interest in being a craft. Back then, everything was craft. It was like you only got beer from your local brewer. I mean, it just made sense. The world wasn't like globalized. Right, 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 right. And they're like, well, well, let's just cut the nonsense. He tasted that beer. He's like, this goes global. Yeah. Done. This is good for everybody. This is good for everybody. Yeah. King of beers. Some people like your dark. Some people like your light. Give me a bud. Give me a bud. Uh, so the Budweiser tour was great. Cardinal Stadium was great. Cardinal Stadium, I was having trouble because I, I don't. Bush. Bush Stadium. Yeah. I don't really like the Angels, even though I keep trying to. They're so, they're, they're so boring. Even with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Well, Trout's kind of a boring athlete. He but, is so boring. But Shohei's just kind of electric, though. And you go, if you go to one of, was he pitching that he day? pitched, yeah. I mean, it's pretty sweet to watch him go out there yeah. on the bump and then also go out there and hit. Like, that's kind of cool. I think, I think I'd like them more at Angel Stadium. But, the, like, you're on vacation. You, you're trying to root for the home team. But then I'm just, like, watching. I'm like, I kind of hate the Cardinals, too. I hate the Cardinals. And, like. And then they're both red, and something about that was just like uh, not I, doing it for me. I'm, I'm no no joke. I was watch. You said you were at the game, yeah. and so I turned it on for just a second, just to see. And I had to turn it off because the of the amount of red on it the field. It was so red. Yeah, it was. It was gross. It shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to like do you, that. They should have other jerseys that are like yeah. just black and white or something. Yeah, or like wear your alternates. Like the Angels should have wore their blue hat. You yeah, know? something. It was kind of hard to look at, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That's why I turned it off. I was like, I don't like either. I've seen that much, and it's really red. And w- the coolest thing is Bush Stadium's like outdoor bars. You know about this? You, well, like, you, you were walk telling in, us about it. Like, uh, it's just like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like you, you. Sh- I th- I'm pretty sure you show your ticket to get into like this bar village. It's like just for people going to the game. I think. Okay. Maybe that's not true. So it's like Wrigleyville a little bit. Yeah, but it's like you cross a sidewalk to get to the stadium. So you're just at, you're at this epic place with all these bars, and then you just like everyone there at least before a baseball game is obviously going to the baseball game. Can you go out and then come back in? I think you can. Okay. I think you can. 
Uh, see, I like that. Yeah, it would, that was awesome. So we were there. We left the game early, but we were there. We were at Bush Stadium for probably five hours. And imagine if those beers were free, just like the Derby. Oh, could you imagine? That would be great. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I don't know what we're doing you here. Sh- you should be able to buy a. Well, yeah, I don't know. Every I've always said that the all-you-can-eat sushi places have been. They should run the country. You think so? Well, they got it figured out. You just upcharge a little bit. Yeah, it's so easy. Not pulling out your credit card, not waiting in line. Yeah. And how many times have we said the prices at the ball game? They only depress you. Yeah. I'd rather, like you said, I'd rather pay a hundred dollars so true extra for my ticket. So true. Then watch a hundred bucks slowly get bled for me. You look at the board and you're like, oh, God man. damn it, that beer's fifty. Yeah. It's fifty bucks for two beers. Yeah. Don't tell me that. I went to that, like, remember when I told you about that Kings game that I went to? Yeah. I got two tall cans, and it was a total of $50. Oh, my God. What? Are we, what? What are we doing? You go three for nine at the gas station. Yeah. It's crazy. That's pretty bad. You know? But you're right. Like, if if we did that two months ago, and I just paid up front, we're fine. You know, I'll pay an extra whatever. Right. I can go have my four beers. <laughs> yeah. You're so, so right. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Buddy. It was a great time. Anything else about your trip? Any any other cool spot, cool parts? Tons of stuff. We uh, drive. You know, it's just a different part of the country, Paul. You yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Driving through it, it was just yeah. awesome. We enjoyed everything. Like it was some of the best parts. We were seeing a lot of family. So like we weren't like we weren't like vacationing. Well, we yeah. were vacationing. But you know right. what I mean. I know what you mean. Like we had some great time catching up with family. Yeah, just like drinking at the house, but. Now, on a s- scale of one to ten, how touristy was your picture that you took uh, in front of that one car, just like that rap album? The what? Oh, the Jack Harlow thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, okay. Do you probably know Jack Harlow, or maybe I know who not. that is, but I didn't know what you were talking. Well, I didn't know what that meant. I but mean, you I, took a picture I, with. I him. barely know. I barely know. But he's like a huge star, right? He's got like multi. I guess he's pretty he, big. He's massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's massive. So he's from the neighborhood that like all my family lives in Kentucky. He's from Kentucky. He's from Louisville, Kentucky. That will make sense. Now. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so my aunt, we got to t- to Louisville and had this like taco night with all my family. And my aunt, who's in her like eighties, said how all these people keep going in the alley behind her house to to take these this picture because of some guy named Jack Harlow. Right. And so like it's a big thing. It's literally this the alley right behind my aunt's house. And all these like teenagers keep going in there to retake the picture. So we went and saw it. And there was literally like, I was one of five people that took a picture there. And that there's day. like a line? No, not a line. But like, we were looking for it. My other aunt was driving me and we were, and we were looking for it. And then like, we clearly saw it's like the exact same. It's just an alley. It's like yeah, yeah, the yeah. trash cans were there, the whatever. And then like, there was like this other car driving up around and then some people hopped out and took it. And then we went and parked and walked down, and then this other group was there taking it. Well, here, uh, this comes to my next point here. This is a moneymaker here for us. I think we can somehow monetize this little area. Of Louisville, Kentucky? Or yeah. Maybe, yeah. Well, if they're going to be taking pictures, let's make it like a museum. Five bucks a pop. Yeah. Let's go. You want to take a photo feel, right here? Five I, bucks. I feel bad. Like, my aunt doesn't live that close to it. It's like, it's the alley behind her house, but like, she's a little bit down. But like... And she already was saying how it was all this traffic. And like the lady whose house it was was literally just sitting in her backyard 
when we drove away, and I was like, she's got to be so pissed. It has to be. Like, it's not like it's just a random lady's house. Do you think Jack Harlow paid her some money? I don't know. If not, maybe we should get some lawyers together. I know some people. Get mu- Jack lawyers, well, Jack Harlow's lawyers on the phone, and me and you in the lady's house, her lawyers on the phone, and let's try to come up with a settlement here. I feel like it must be maybe a friend's house or something, right? If you're like... It's got to be, right? You wouldn't just... Like, if you were going to make a rap album, you wouldn't take it in front of your, your parents' house, but you might go to your, your friend's house and like... Right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Well, let's think about like Snoop Dogg. 2-1 in Lewis. Is that where he lived? I don't know. Or maybe maybe that was Jack Harlow's house, and then he just bought his parents a new place. Could be. Could be. Okay. But you like you would do make a the picture memorable if it was like because like, you could just take a a picture anywhere in Kentucky. But I think that's his point. He's just like, I'm a guy from Louisville. This is the out. Like there's alleys behind every house. Here's another alley. Yeah, maybe you're right. So th- this this was just she got caught in the crossfire. Yeah, I think she, she got caught sc- a stranded she bullet got screwed. or a, a stray bullet. She just got hit. Yeah, yeah. that kind of stinks. But anyway, I thought it was funny. My aunt never heard of this guy, and she's like, "Some all these kids keep going through, going to my alley." Well, if this lady gets so sick of her house and wants to sell it, and nobody will be able to buy it, so that it diminishes the price a little bit, maybe we'll hop then in. We, then we hop in. Yeah. Oh man! And then we can always have a spot to stay when we go to the derby. Well, even though you already do, it's, but it's pretty you know ridiculous I mean? when you start looking at these housing prices, Paul. We might have to move over there. Well, I've been thinking about. I had a nice conversation with a, a guy about down payments and things like that. Oh about wow! Houses. I'm pretty locked in now. Are you in the market? No, I'm not in the market, but I'm just, I know how it works now. He's not, not in the market. Right, He's right, not, right. not in the market. Well, if there's, you know, if I, if I see a nice little spot, then why not? Poly Deep Pockets. There was a house in Maryland St. Louis. Bulls, she just gave me 50 grand. <laughs> there's a house in St. Louis. I mean, albeit, it's probably a neighborhood where you might get shot, but 60,000 bucks. For the whole, whole house? The whole house. 60K? Yeah, it was like, it was, Decent size house, probably like a three bed, two bath. You put down what three hundred bucks? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's what I'm saying. Well, you could get shot anywhere, John. Exactly, Paul. So, if you're gonna get shot, I'd rather own the house. I'd rather own the house and be very close to Budweiser, <laughs> the strongest beer in the country, John. Yeah, that's so. all right. Hey, I'll move to St. Louis with you. It seems like a fun. It's time. an up and coming. I've heard a lot of good things about Missouri. The Ozarks, you know about it. Is that where the Ozarks are? Yeah, Missouri. Wow. Do they have accents over there? We didn't talk to any, uh, like, I don't know. You didn't get deep with the with the locals, huh? No. There was no 710 Beach Club over there. We, no, we did like, we didn't talk to anyone. It's a good question. We do, How mean, far apart... Jennifer's cousins are from here, so like right. they didn't have accents. How far apart are is your love for St. Louis and your love for San Diego? Are they close? Oh, San Diego's way better. Yeah. Well, I mean Well, San Diego's so much Well, it's a top like, two city in the country. St. Louis, I honestly wouldn't move to. Louisville's up there. It's a little bit more expensive than St. Louis, but it's livable. You would like it over there. I we went to uh we went to this restaurant 
The first restaurant in America to put a cheeseburger on the menu. How about that? No way. And it was over, in Louisville, huh? And over in the corner, apparently, they were friends with Colonel Sanders. So they, they had got the uh, first the first table he ever breaded a chicken on. No way. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What was the place called? Do you remember? 8020 Kalins. That's what the place was called? Is yeah. that the address? Uh, it was like the first place to put a cheeseburger on the menu was Kalen's. Oh. And then like, that was a long time ago. And then like this 80-20 group like bought it. Oh, but, I like, see. Restored the name or something. Okay. Did did you have KFC out there? Did not have KFC. Anymore. Did they have them? Did they have them out there? Or is this kind of like a... No, they, they got it out there for sure. I mean, you live there. Yeah. But do they not... Do they embrace Colonel Sanders out there? I think so. There, There's this restaurant that does a really good like modern fried chicken that we went to, but we got too full that we didn't even get it. They had another appetizer with pimento cheese and we ate the hell out I of mean, it. I you, mean, you got pimento cheese on the menu, John. You're going to get it. We're going to get the pimento cheese. Yeah. We weren't even that hungry to start with, so it didn't, it didn't happen. Okay. All right. So K- Kentucky, eh? Great right. trip. All right, yeah. great trip. Uh, what's where to next for you? Well, you know you're just checking spot after spot list, on your but, bucket yeah, list. Yeah, like yeah. I, it just, I can't believe it. <laughs> but it, I feel like if you ever asked me my bucket list, I would have said the Derby. I don't think is there another. I don't think I have. I don't think you do either. So that's why I could buy that house in St. Louis because I could die now. Yeah, yeah. You're you're you've reached the mountaintop. Like there's nothing else I need to do. You've peaked. Can you think of anywhere I need to go? I don't think I can't. I really can't. I honestly could not. Would you like to go to Nashville with me? Yeah. I think that'd be fun. I think as a duo, we'd have a good time there. I think I'd have a good time in Nashville. Uh is it like it doesn't make me want to go though when I see these like massive, massive crowds of like bachelor and bachelor. Yeah, parties. no, I agree. Like, that sounds terrible. Yeah, but there's bachelor parties over at San Di- in San Diego and stuff. But have you seen the videos I'm talking about? Where it's yeah. Like, I think it's like a few Saturdays a year where it's just like there's like three blocks of like yeah. shoulder to shoulder. I'm, I'm, I would still go, but like those pictures, I feel like entice certain people. That doesn't entice me. No, I know what you mean. But I still think we would have a good time in Nashville. Yeah, I agree. They, they got hot chicken over there, I'm hot assuming. Chicken. They got hot chicken. Right. Music, music, and you like your music. That's all we really need. Are you are you, are you the new Dan Gucci? You don't like music? No, oh, I love music. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty wild. She doesn't listen to music. We've had some. Dan Gooch hates music. Ronnie Keister hates water. Yeah, just refuses to drink it. Like we've got some guests over yeah. here. Uh, all right, hey, hell of a trip. Sage hates giving me the winning bets for yeah. the Derby. He just hides them. The fact that he bet on Mage and texted me, I, there's no way he texted me, Mage. Uh, by the way, Doc Locke, Sage Poland, we have him on the show. It's going to be right after this. Uh, he's going to close the show with us, actually. So uh, that'll be big. Uh, I got like a couple of things to talk about before we shut down and get to that interview, John. Is yeah. that cool? Yeah. Um, let's. I'll make him quick for us, though, if that's all right with you. Can I? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I wanted to debate this with you on the Derby. Go ahead. Okay. You might know more than me because I was in it, so I wasn't listening yeah. to the commentary. But there's all this like controversy about all these horses dying, right? Yeah. What's your 
what can you explain what's happening with that or what, what your thoughts are on that? Uh, I was listening to it a little bit. I'm just as in the dark as you are about the whole thing. I don't really get it, but they were Randy Moss, you know, Randy Moss, the white guy yeah, and Mike Tirico. And there's one other guy, I forget his name, but they were at the desk talking about it and stuff. And they were saying that there needs to be a, uh, uh, someone in charge, someone in top on top that has jurisdiction, not juris, maybe that's the right word, jurisdiction. Governing on, body. Yeah, governing body over all of the owners and all of the trainers. And I'm not sure there is one. Yeah. And so I think like that's a Roger what Goodell. Like, yeah, exactly. A commissioner. Yeah. Because they mentioned Roger Goodell. Yeah. There needs to be a Roger Goodell of horse racing to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen. Got it. But, so. Here's my thought pro so this they were talking about at the Derby. Like people were. Yeah. And saying how like they might outlaw horse racing because yeah, they were talking about that. And here's what I thought of while I was drunk at the Derby. And tell me if you think this makes sense. Okay, go ahead. Yes, some horses are dying from horse racing, but if you abolish horse racing, then won't humans just start killing horses for food anyway? Like, what's separating them from being like cows other than the fact that we prize them as horse? Or is that is that far off? No, I, I, I'm not an expert, as you know, about anything. But We're like, not breeding them to race. We're just going to breed them to eat. Right. Have you had horse meat? Is it good? I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Yeah, you're right. I so, don't know. Must not be that good. <laughs> it can't be that good now that I think about it. This was just my on-the-spot theory, but I was pretty proud of it at the time. Well, I think the problem is... There's so much money in horse racing that there's no way that they're going to abolish it. Yeah, you abolish horse racing, then there's just going to be secret, like, back alley horse races. Right, there will always be horse racing. Yes. You know, they got rid of alcohol, and then you got these freaking, whatever they're called, bunkers. What was yeah. the... What was the Speakeasies. Speakeasies, yeah. yeah. They have those now. Yeah. So there's going to be something going right. on. I... I, I they're not going to get rid of horse racing. Yeah. They shouldn't get rid of horse racing. It's pretty epic. It's electric. It brings people together, you know. Yeah. Horses. And if you get a sick horse, you people say horses get mistreated. Horses that are legit get to start banging other horses all the time. Yeah. They get treated pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Food. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Go to sleep. Like, they're having themselves a time, John. So. Okay. There you go. Well, I, but like I said, I don't know anything about that. All I know is what Mike Tarico was telling me. Yeah. And there needs to be a commissioner, okay. which, hey, could that be us? I mean, we're the ones talking about yeah. it. The, we got to be a top like four or five podcasts in the United States about talking about. In the, at Derby, in the most unbiased. Yeah. We don't care. I don't care about these owners. No, me neither. They can't buy me. No. Well, well no, they can't. But here's the problem. They haven't they can, bought me yet. They can all buy me. Great point. So I'm not, That's such a good point. <laughs> like, you don't want to get one of these people that's rich enough where he starts to pick and choose. We can be bought by everyone. Yeah. Like, Roger Goodell makes $50 million from yeah. all the owners. Yeah. Not just the Cowboys. If all of the owners pay us, yeah. I'm a friend of everybody. That's very true, John. And you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll that's we'll put that into the open. Yeah, and somebody can take it from there. Yep. Rip. Get us. 
get us an interview. We don't want to interview someone. We want them to interview us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We want to be the next Roger Goodell's of horse racing. Yep. It can't be that hard. We don't have to deal with egos. They're horses, John. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's all I got. I had a couple things to say, but we're running a little long, John. I got one thing to say. It's a 908 Athlete of the Week. Okay. Are you ready? My 908 Athlete of the Week today, or this week, John, is Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. Can I tell you why? Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. was accused of fighting somebody. Or uh, what's the word when you like? Assault. Assault. But not assault. Similar word to assault. Harassment. Harassment. Yep. A harassment charge. Odell Beckham Jr. at an L.A. restaurant called Delilah's. And you might think, oh, I know that place. I know that place. That's the same place that our guy, Uncle Willie McGinnis, yeah. was just charged yeah. of harassing another person. And did we not call that? We called it. It's I their, told you. Yep. You told me. It's not Odell Beckham. It's not Willie McGinnis. It's that restaurant. Yeah. They, they're in cahoots with something. Somebody... Yes. It's a little fishy, John. I don't know if it's a fish restaurant, but it's a fishy situation. We need to go. We need to go. We need to go to Delilah's. There's something about it. Now we're under the cover. That's our next spot at this Delilah's place. Because I'll be damned if this has nothing to do with each other. This charge and that charge, two weeks apart, John, when we called it, there has to be something. I think this is one of those places where you walk in. And you either harass someone or you get harassed. I like that. So yeah. if we both go in, maybe I'll harass you. <laughs> <laughs> There's some. I'm telling you. Something's going on. We have to go. There's something up. Uh, we got to go to Delilah's. Where is it? Let's look at it. It's in up. LA. Uh, let's look at the menu. Let's see. You look at the menu. Let me see how far away it is. There's got to be something, right? Like 25 miles. We could go there. Delilah's. Delilah's. Les if we leave right now, Los we're there in one Angeles. hour. Los oh, it's right by Whole Foods. Can't be that bad. Los Angeles menu. Here we go. Oh, they got first thing deviled eggs. Are you kidding me? How much That's our favorite it? food. Three eggs for twenty four <laughs> bucks. Sixteen dollars. Probably it might be sixteen for one. Yeah. At this place, uh, Delilah L.A. Here we go. Oh, they got a shrimp cocktail. Oh my god. Twenty seven dollars, John. You know it's pretty good. We kind of we have to go to this place. Uh, they got a kale salad. They got a lobster gnocchi, which sounds pretty good, eh? Okay, let's get to the entree. Entrees: a roasted chicken, a burger. It's not that expensive, John. A burger's twenty-two bucks. Like that's pretty much like Carl's Jr. prices. But that's a New York strip is sixty-five dollars. Yeah, but that's a New York strip. Yeah, I mean, this isn't as as an expensive place as I've it seen. Seems pretty normal. Yeah, like if we're talking L.A. Yeah. Like the cheapest restaurant in LA is sixty five bucks for a steak. I might be looking at the wrong menu, but I'm just. They got a little a Branzino for forty six bucks. Little, I'm telling you, I think a little fish. I think we go. Yeah. Oh, they got a, a dessert called the Slutty Brownie. Maybe that's where the harassment oh, comes. Oh, here we go. Yeah, now we're all starting. have a Slutty Brownie. Yeah, don't say that to the wrong person. <laughs> uh, there you go. And they got Red Bull. 
it's any restaurant selling Red Bull, yeah. John, you know there's going to be some problems. So I say we go. Yeah. That's our next spot. We're going to go and we're going to order the slutty brownie. Since you won't take me to Michael's, <laughs> I think we got I think we got to go to Delilah's. Well, you know, you've been acting more like a slutty brownie than a than a whatever the hell they have at Michael's. Yeah, all right. Crudo. I will say a potato leek soup sounds pretty good. Oh wow. Okay. John, I'm in. Uh let's get to the interview. Yeah. All right. So this will be the last you're going to hear from us. Yeah. Because we're going to close out our show with Sage. We got Sage pulling. It's Doc Lock. Uh, are we going to be live next week? I don't see why not. Live next week, Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday at 11. Why don't or, you just pick it right now? So can we pick it? Yeah. What's the date today? I got to work next Tuesday. So let's do Wednesday, Wednesday at 11. May 24th. At 11 a.m. At 11. Well, unless I have jury duty. Because I got jury Then we'll be live from the courthouse. Then we'll be live from the courthouse. So, Wednesday, 11 a.m. on Twitter Spaces. You just got to follow Paulie Slater on Twitter. I'll go live. You can interact with us. Ask us some questions. Listen to us while we're shooting the shit. Uh, We're no bullshit back here, John. We go live. There's no editing in this thing. Nope. It's it's made my job a lot easier. That's great. All I do is... Post it. I don't even have to edit anymore. That's great. It's it's awesome. You know? Well, we're at that level. Well, we are the best, if not, we're the best podcast in Long Beach, if not Southern California, because you know, or and St. Louis and Kentucky now, I guess. I mean, we're, we're huge. We're yeah. gigantic. Yeah, we and are. we are the top rated in each of those states. So, and we are a Shohei Otani podcast as well. Yeah. So his his favorite. Gosh, we got to we got to monopolize on this. Well, it's I mean he's being so monopolized, but I, he's being under monopolized. Yeah, he is. There's room for us in oh, that in that market. So much room. So much room. A gigantic amount of room, John. Uh, all right, that's it, John. Let's send it to the interview. Sage Poland, Doc Lock. Wow, it looks great. Traditional American Foursquare. Here he is, Doc Lock, Sage. The Mage Poland, our horse racing expert. Sage, welcome back to the show. Hey, sorry we missed you before the derby, but as you know, we had one of our hosts here in Kentucky, so we couldn't do it. Hey, I just appreciate being back and uh, just couldn't be more more jealous of, of John in any moment uh, that I've been here. So, you know, being the mayor of Long Beach is pretty cool, but going to the derby, that's uh, it's even cooler there. Well... I would have liked to talk to you before the Derby because, boy, did I put on a clinic of how not to hit a bet. But <laughs> I, we were planning to, to talk to you. I don't even know if you knew this, but I thought we were gonna gonna film, record, and then we, uh, you know, I got hit by that old time change. I was like, we're going. Yeah. I'm getting in. I'm getting in at seven p.m. I'm at my. I might have an afternoon flight. Forgot about the time change. That's close. Oh, ended, ended up leaving in the morning. So, um, yeah. but we're glad to have you on here. And uh, my question is, if your name rhymes with Mage, how did you not tell me to bet that horse? Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. <laughs> you kept that close, close, close to your pocket there. 
I had Mage underneath all the way, um, but I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, so that's that one's on me um, of not just putting him straight up with uh, with some nice win bets there. But I got I got way too sucked into Angel of Empire and uh, Derma Sodagake, which that just tells you just still back away from the Japanese horses in the Derby. It's well, it's going to be a long way until that happens. You you never been able to trust them. Uh, you know they. They just underperform, don't they? Those Japanese, the horse, Japanese horses, Japanese horses. Yeah. <laughs> well, the 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 American breeding's going back what centuries? They've been like picking some of these, you know, these horses from America, bringing them over, and on the world stage recently, they've done so well. So I just figured this is the t- this is the breakthrough, and I'm going to be on the cutting edge, and I'm going to get there earlier than most. And that was just a terrible idea. Do you think they perform well in Japan because the altitude is a little higher over there? Mount Fuji and whatnot. They, they might. Well, I mean, obviously, who's going to win a Japanese uh, horse race other than a Japanese horse? That's true. Um, you know, so they, they're patting the, patting the field a little bit there. Um, but, no, they've been doing well over in, like, Dubai and stuff, too. So I just – I bought in. They did well at the Breeders' Cup. I bought in way too much. Did you think um, Derma Sotagake was going to be the Shohei Otani of, of this generation? I thought he, I thought he was the three-year-old version. I thought he was going to go to the lead, and instead, this horse went straight to the back. And I was like, "Well, then the race is over." Yeah, it was. It was done within about the first, yeah, eighth of a mile. And I was like, "Oh well, I hope some of my other horses can follow up." And the the one that really killed us, I know Paul, we talked about this, was two fills. I didn't have two fills anywhere. Um, had made with Angel of Empire. I think I had a combination of uh, first, third, and fourth on a couple of tickets. So two fills was kind of the dagger there. I think you were you. Wh- after the race, you said it best. If this race was like, you know, 500 Ten feet, yards. yeah, whatever longer, what's uh, Angel Empire was going to get there? Mm, broke late. Yeah. And it's yeah, disappointing. It was, just couldn't get there. I was surprised by two fills being there anyway. He went from a synthetic track to a dirt track. The day before, I saw another good horse do that and got beat by 25 lengths. And I was like, I'm so out on two fills. We were right on tossing Tappet Trice, and I'll stick with my pick that Tappet Trice wins the Belmont should he enter. But I thought that was a bad uh, setup for him in the in the Derby there. What? But, uh, so so first of all, kudos to you because I I was hearing a lot about Tappet Trice, and so if you threw that, that was good. Yep. I was hearing a lot about two fills. That's all anyone was talking about. Two fills to win. Really? In Kentucky. Wow. Everyone was talking about two fills. I gotta get over so, there. So well. That's why I didn't pick him. I was like, well, everyone else is picking two fills to win. So wise uh, guy. Yeah. But Mage, where the hell were they? Mage was a good one. So if you liked Forte, the the morning line favorite that kind of scratched basically morning of or day before whatever because of the bruised foot. If you liked Forte, who's going off at, you know, it's going to go up at five to two, three to one, maybe up to four to one, depending on what Mattress Smack would have done in that situation. If you liked him, then you love Mage. Well, you don't love Mage. You like Mage, and you love Mage's odds because Forte, who's going to be the favorite, beats Mage by a bit, maybe a neck. Mage made a really early move in that previous race. So if you kind of map that race out and have Mage do the same thing, you know, you're getting him at 15 to 1 instead of getting him at 5 to 2. So value-wise, you would like Mage, and that's why I kept him in there, but I just didn't didn't have the right ones. So, uh, so, they, ra- the wire in order. so they raced each other before. And yeah, and and uh, Forte won by just a little bit. Is that what happened? Yep, exactly. Okay. So Sage, as a horse betting expert, 
Are you watching? Like, did you watch that when Mage and Forte raced, or did you just read about it? I'll, you know, if I'm watching it live, if I'm around and it's on, I'll, I'll put it on. Otherwise, I've watched the race replays of just about all these, including the horde, the races that we're looking at here for um, the Preakness. So just their prep races, see how they ran, see if they had a good trip, troubled trip, uh, or if they got lucky, um, and try and kind of decipher from there. He's got to watch the All-22. Do you, do, you, do you just watch them on YouTube, or are you subscribed somewhere and we could get the password? You, you can watch them on YouTube. If you go to like Horse Race Nation, they have them on there. Equibase has it on there. If you just Google it, like, hey, you know, Lexington, grade three Lexington, uh, you know, you'll find it. Santa Anita Derby 2023, you'll find it. So you'll be able to find where all these are, um, the bluegrass and so forth. Can you give us a quick breakdown of the Preakness? Where is it at? How long's the track? Yeah. Can, can you give us just a, a quick basic info on this thing? Yeah. Um, second, second jewel in the crown. Uh, you're in Baltimore. It's, it's kind of the, it's unfortunate in years past, like last year, uh, rich strike didn't even run. It's going to be a, a mile and three sixteenths. So you have to come back after just two weeks off. So a lot of people end up skipping this race. Um, but, uh, you know, it's supposedly as, as classy as the, um, the Derby is, this is kind of like their, you know, Maryland's trashy cousin in some ways where it's a little bit more, you're wearing flip flops and, and drinking a lot of, what do they call it? A black eyed Susans all day. And people are out there for a good time. There's like a concert lineup in the, in the infield for the people there. So it's a, it's a party. Uh, and unfortunately just the one thing missing from the party is a lot of the runners this year from the, the Kentucky Derby. See, but like they're horses, how much re- they yeah. don't like to run. Yeah. That, don't they like to be out there? Like that's what they like to do. You know, you, it depends on the trainers. So the only one coming back from the Derby is Mage, and we'll touch on Mage. Um, but you have trainers like Todd Pletcher who constantly, if he doesn't win, have a Derby winner, he's skipping it and going to Belmont. And he's just going to do that time and time again. Um, in a two-week break, I mean, having the horse that I have with lessons and patience over and over and over, they keep getting pushed out. He's running like every six weeks. Um but it doesn't mean you can't come back in two. Plenty of them did. Obviously, the Justifies, the Pharaohs, all those horses have had to. Um, but some people just want to make sure their horse is very fit and maybe can go to uh, to another graded race down the line with the Travers or, or anything like that, the Jim Dandy, some of these other stakes races where they might feel a little better with a little more rest. So who are these other horses that are racing? Like, if they're not good enough to be in the Derby, then how are they good enough to be in the Preakness? Yeah, so you have a couple horses, first mission qualified. Um, so that's going to be the eight horse. First mission qualified, and the trainer decided, I'm skipping uh, skipping the derby, and we're going to aim towards this. So now you have a really rested horse who won its last out uh, that's going to go ahead and try and steal this from Mage, uh, and, and could. And then you have you know some of these other horses that have won, you know, winning your in races, um, Chase the Chaos is one of those. It won some when you're in up at Golden Gate since shipped down to Santa Anita and has just been beaten badly, but it's winning you're in. So you're in. You get everything paid for and you're going to go out to Maryland and uh, enjoy the show and, and run last probably. So it's just kind of that's kind of the situation. They can qualify for this, uh, perform, spent $150,000 just to get in, which I, I think that makes him a little interesting. If your people are willing to throw that amount of money on this race, they might have a pretty good feeling about you that maybe the rest of the, the betting public doesn't. What's the payout? This one win? should be worth 1.5 with like 60 going to the winner again, I believe. 
um, can do a quick check there, but I think it's 1.5 million there. John, that's a good return. Great return. I'll take it. So uh, to Paul's point, is Mage the favorite then? Because, I mean, other yeah. than – I get your point. Like, First Mission's trying to just win this race. Like, they've skipped the Derby, but, like, come on. You don't skip the Derby. You got Well, you have no heart if you skip the Derby. That's, and that's yeah, so, in my opinion. This horse yeah. has got no heart. It's a weird look. I, I don't I don't like the look. I just skip it. If you get entered into the Derby, that's kind of what you want to do. And, and this whole thing. As a three-year-old, if you own a three-year-old, isn't that the goal? Um, so it's an interesting play. Mage is the favorite. And everything points to this is a two-horse race. Now, trying to find value and how to bet it is a little tougher. Either you just bet it to get a simple win for not a lot. But the race is going to come down to first mission, can control its destiny a little bit more getting towards the lead. But Mage obviously has no problem. Starts poorly normally, starts way back. But if you can weave between 18 horses and come back from 16 blanks in the Derby, I mean, who's telling you that you can't do that here? So Mage will be probably a one-to-one by the end of the day. Wow. Wow. John, that's you bet a dollar, you get a dollar, buddy. Uh, or for John, you bet a hundred, you get a hundred. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I know he's got Can those deep pockets now. you put in terms of now. one million? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Bowl will probably put some money down for us. So, uh, I got a question. You as being a horse owner, uh, you got to be better at naming your horse, right? Like this guy, Coffee with Chris. I mean, this has got to be a little. You got to be better than that. Like you got to have. Sounds like a. No, it just sounds like a bad podcast. Yeah, um, like we, you got to be better, right? Like, like half of the joy of owning a horse is being able to yeah. name the guy, you know, and like coming up with something cool. Chase the chaos sounds like you're you're ready to be behind. Yeah, everyone. He's gonna be yeah. running from back. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty bad. What's your horse's name, Sage? Uh, Straight No Chaser. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Straight No Chaser is gonna be racing right at the Preakness, uh, not not the Preakness, but like at in Baltimore, right? Yeah, he will be. So the Preakness is race thirteen. He will be a part of race eleven. I believe. No way. Uh, yeah, we're we're wait. We're, that's big. Sage. No, hey, we're running. We're we're putting all our chips in. Yeah. In the so middle, like, John. why why are we talking about race thirteen? Yeah. Well, no, we're talking to eleven. <laughs> that was my next question here. Yeah. What do we think? What? Be honest about your own horse. He's going to be the favorite. Um, oh. Other, yeah. Just looking at, he'll be the favorite in that race. Now that doesn't mean like basically he's kind of been off and on where he wins one and then he struggles when wins again but he looks good he won his last race by uh, about seven lengths uh, and i don't think they used the the riders crop on him once and just kind of showed it to him and he and he went um and looking at the, the other horses in the field there's one horse with speed to his outside but he's typically the speed in the race so he's going to want to get out doesn't want any dirt kicked in his face and just go merry-go-round hopefully just go wire to wire wow so how old is he he's four four wow still running he's still good for him He's the uh, the, Udan- the Udonis Haslam of horse racing right now. Still going. <laughs> some of these some of these guys develop later. I think there's going to be a five or a six year old in that race too. Um, the undercards are always kind of fun, where you get a, a good mix because derbies are only for three year olds. So, um, you know, if you can get that mix of four, five, six year olds and see how they develop over over the rest of their lives, that's pretty good. Is your trainer Bob Baffert? Uh, no, it is Dan Blacker. Um, he's got a relatively small barn, but he is uh, very patient and uh, potentially very thoughtful with where he's placing the horses each time. So we've been talking about getting a horse, John and I, mm-hmm. uh, how do we get, how do we dip our toe in the business? Uh, how much do I need to drop? Uh, you know, 
some of the basic questions about horse horse owning completely up to you on how much you want to put in um my racehorse is what uh i have my horse through so that's the syndicate that you you buy shares of your horses so if you want to do a little or if you want to get a lot of them um now if you have a larger bankroll and you want to get into something where you're able to go kind of go a little deeper uh edge racing is a partner with my racehorse as well and that's where you're putting more of your uh you know, five to 10 K and upwards from there to get a big chunk of a horse uh, in order to do that. So there's plenty of the opportunity. There's a lot of expenses that go along with it. So hopefully whoever you're investing in is winning so they can kind of pay like straight no chasers flight was like 10 grand to get out to Maryland. So hopefully your horse is winning enough money in order to kind of pay for the trips, pay for the day fees and, and things like that. And the horses don't pay anything. No. Right. Yeah. They're living yeah. the dream. <laughs> Yeah. They contribute nothing. To, so, yeah, that's all. So, like, but you're one of how many owners in that horse? Oh, like hundreds. Oh. Yeah. So everyone chips in on it. Yeah. So we all put it in. Um, I Like I said, like, I've, I've made most of that because I have a, a handful of shares. But the, the main thing is I make more money off of betting him and him winning than I am going to be off of him winning his race until he gets to a, a level where it's like, oh, that's a really expensive race. You know, his, his race is going to be for a hundred thousand dollars. It's not for 1.5 million. Right. You know, that's, there's a difference there on what your, what your payout's going to get. Do all the owners vote on like what races he goes to? No, normally it's going to be, um, the main syndicate's going to do a lot of that. And then they're going to work with the trainer. Hopefully it's the trainer mainly where they're pointing it. You don't want an owner telling you where to go next because they might not know where they need to go next. They just might want to see a big purse at a fun party and, and do that. However, in this case, it worked out. I'll be watching them on NBC for the first time. Uh, it'll be pretty fun to see them briefly show the race, mention his name a couple times on on the big broadcast, and then uh, head straight back to the coverage of the Preakness, basically. Yeah, that's going to be really sick. That's great. Who's the head owner of your of your ho- your horse? The majority owner is it like Jerry Jones, or is it somebody a little smaller than that? It's all the syndicate. So my race horse is who you kind of buy it through, and they're always going to keep fifty-one. Oh, at least I see. Fifty-one percent. So I that see. way they're steering it how they want to. Yeah. Who who owns my ray my race horse? That's a good question. I actually don't have that answer for you for what uh, what group would have put that together. But it's not like a it's not like a Godolphin who you're going to see all over there in these big races. Some of those huge syndicates um, that are you know have a bunch of not even a syndicate in that one. That's you know. That's like oil money from the Middle East and stuff. So um, it's none of those ones. It's a little more grassroots than that. That's good. We don't want any blood money on our hands over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sage, can you give us, uh, just to sum up, a few more like bet ideas? Because you gave me some bet ideas at the Derby, and they all missed, so I know you're due. Yeah, give us some yeah, winners. Yeah, if you want to just do simple, like I think the favorite's going to win, or it's a two-horse race, okay, you have made in first mission, if you believe in that. But you have Baffert, your guys' guy. Um, he's there. He's got Johnny Velasquez. They haven't had anybody run since the uh, uh, Preakness with Medina Spirit, the one that was they were suspended for. And it's the same jockey-trainer combo. And the thing I like about it is they're actually putting blinkers on him for the first time. That could do nothing. That could do something really big. But if at the end of the day we're looking at this and we're doing an exacta or trifecta or even superfecta and you don't include a Baffert horse and it goes on and wins – at probably what will end up being five to six to one. You, you're going to probably feel pretty schoolish here. Um, toss, ca- chase the chaos. Um, I'm out there. Copy with Chris. We'll try and go to the lead. Maybe he's not great. I'm tossing that one. And then the two that I like 
for filling underneath the trifecta, you know, just trying to get second or third for you. I'm not going to even play them to get first, most likely, just to save a little bit of money because um, this pay could be lower. It's, it's going to be lower than the Derby. It always is in the Preakness. Plus, there's not a lot of horses. Plus, you have a heavy favorite. But Red Route 1, as well as Perform, I think those two have a good chance of filling out that trifecta for you, possibly sneaking into second if someone falls back. Like, say, a first mission goes burns out too quick and starts falling back a little bit when Mage passes them, you might see one of these other horses come up and, and steal second or third. I like that. I like this perform horse. When you got people that believe in you, John, yeah. you perform, no pun intended, all, but you might, perform a little be, better. That might be a win yeah, bet yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, I think so too. You, know, you never know, right? All right, now give us the race 11. Give us a straight no chasers uh, spot and then who you like underneath. Yeah. Um, so for that one, I actually don't have all that pulled up because it's not as ready. Oh, available. it's not ready. Okay. He is, he is the eighth, I believe, okay. in that race. Um, and two, the the outside is the only other horse that has a speed. It's a short. It's a sprint. So he's running almost like half the distance of what these guys are in the in the previous year. Six furlongs. It's three quarters of a mile. Um, so he's going to run. He is the eight horse, which is fine. He can get out from there. Ten horse field. The 10, I will play with him, and then I'm really going to want to sprinkle in some shots. I haven't looked at the full form, but can someone close at all? Because they're going to set hot fractions. So I'm hoping to see a horse that doesn't mind coming, uh, coming pretty late trying to fill out a trifecta. But I'll have straight no chaser on top. I'll put the 8 in a pick 3 that runs into the derby. So that's going to be the winner of obviously 11, 12, and 13. Um, and if you do a 50-cent pick 3, with three horses in each race, that's only $13.50. And it's a fun bet to be able to watch as long as you're you're winning each leg. There you go, John. I love that. I love it too, Sage. Hey, thank you for your uh, your expertise again. Uh, nothing but winners from Doc Locke. You've got to appreciate that. <laughs> uh, do you want to close the show with us? I can. Yeah. I feel like I've forgotten what the, the end of the show is um, for the uh, – for the sign off though that's my only issue no we'll we'll do it we'll do it with you okay that sounds good john and sage life is great in the 908 so you say you say sage shoot or shoot shoot or shoot well wait till john does it ready oh there you go one two three go shooter shooter shoot so shoot your Shot. shot there you go sage He's straight no chaser, though. He doesn't shoot. That's true. That's a good point. Thanks, Sage. See you later, buddy. All right. Appreciate it, guys. What you gonna do when I come through, babe? Stop me, your game looks sloppy, you need more practice, maybe you like this, to enjoy the game by midway, I can drive around you, even shoot a trait, a three-point threat, no sweat, you can bet, back it out and fade away all net, hang time. What you wanna do? Tell me, what you gonna do when I come through, bang? You know the rules, crossover dribbles, taking you to school like that next time. Remember who you're playing, you get no mercy, know what I'm saying? If you reach, I'ma teach, too fun to lay up, catch you on a rebound, game over, stay up. Yeah, what you gonna do when I come through? Oh, what you wanna yeah. do? Hang
next time, y'all. You know what I'm saying?